climb on the bandwagon with me. This is my attempt to make a new recording every day for 365 days. That's right, one year. I have no experience and just a little bit of knick-knacky know-how that I am really good at faking. But beyond that, I am just blind by the seat of my pants. Good evening, MJ here on now day 21 of 365. It's like I've hit blackjack or something. So that's kind of cool, I guess. I've got a little bit of the plague going on here, so bear with my stuffiness and snuffling and all that. Remember to follow me on Twitter at 50geeksfreed. And thanks for listening to my weird random shit. Today's prompt is, write a 10-word love story. Bonus, illustrate it. Great. My favorite topic, love. Well, let's see what, let's see what, let's see where this goes. I've got a 10-word love story for you. And I've rehearsed it in my head a few times. So, bear with me. I've got to count as I go. My love story. Will you? I do. We did. He stopped. We're done. There we go. That was ten words. A little story. As I said, it was my love story. That's my personal one. And, you know, the bonus points for illustrating it are what I'm going to share with you now. Um, it's uh, definitely personal. But, you know, we all don't know each other. So, I'm going to give you my my little story here. Actually, ten words really wasn't enough because it, it wasn't as simple as I made it sound my ex-husband I met when I was 21 and um, really was pretty much my first boyfriend we fell in what I thought was love we had a lot of similar interests he was a real winner he had no job he lived in a junkyard and yet I persisted helped him kind of get his act together and I mean, I definitely enjoyed his company. So, after we were together for a year, he popped the question. I said yes. And then we got married another year and a half later. We stayed married for 10 years. Uh, 10 and a half years, and then all of a sudden he wanted to end it. Now, as I said, there's more to the story. Uh, he'd had a lot of experience with other partners. I had had pretty much none. Which I guess I maybe should have realized was a red flag, but you know, I believe the best in people. On our, the night before our wedding, he confessed about an incident that had happened and he claimed that he was, a woman had taken advantage of him, like he passed out and he wasn't even sure who it was or what happened or if that happened but he was pretty sure something happened 
So the probably the second, at least the second warning sign that I should have called off the wedding. He had like a big breakdown. You know, because it was all about him. When our son was two years old, I had found out that he had been planning a rendezvous with another woman and found some other suspicious material on his computer. I just always had that feeling, I'm not a suspicious person by nature, but um, on the other hand, I know my instincts have value. So I confronted him on it, and he, yes, he had cheated on me multiple times with a female friend of his. This is a female friend that I didn't trust, I had told him to stay away from her, which is weird, I, I sh should have had to, but uh, obviously I had that instinct, like I was saying. And you gotta go with that, and there was a reason why. To make it a little more fucked up too, he uh, had been trying to convince me to let this woman babysit our son, so that really makes me think like there was obviously more more to it. Also, he uh, had another breakdown. I ended up having to check him into the hospital because he was threatening to commit suicide. You know. Because he was the one who should be all tore up about all this. I never really had time to deal with it, I think. Kind of made a move out for a while. My mom was there to support me. She finally had to go, though. And I have a for had had a forgiving nature. He came back. Our son was young. I shouldn't have taken him back, but I did. And... We worked on it, uh, I thought. Went to counseling and stuff. We got back together and stayed together. Over the next few years, we had some trying times, but nothing that I felt was impossible. The summer of our 10th anniversary was quite quite excellent. We, we had a great vacation. I thought we were closer than we'd been in a very, very long time. I will admit that I never truly forgave him for everything he had done. And I think I took that more as a lesson to myself in that... I Actually, I don't even know. I'm, I'm not sure I was going with that because... I will say when he had cheated on me when our son was two, you know, he's blaming me. Um, for not taking care of myself, and um, he says some pretty terrible things to me, body shamed me. This, um, I mean, things had been strained. It had been complicated by the fact that I'd been going to school since our son was three months old, trying to get a career so we could have a more stable life. And also, I'd been diagnosed with a chronic disease the year we got married, shortly after we got married. So yeah, there, there, nothing, things weren't perfect, but I was trying my goddamn hardest. And the idea of, of cheating had never once crossed my mind. So, after our summer... Together, as I said, I thought I thought it had gone quite well. We'd grown closer, but when, as soon as I got back to back home, 
he started having anxiety attacks and withdrawing from me, but I thought it was his work. Um, stressing him out because it had in the past, I thought, so I kind of let it be. And then suddenly he was telling me he, he was kind of beating around the bush. At first I thought he meant he wanted a break from our relationship. It, it floored me. I was against that because I thought, I said to him that we just kind of like, we, no, we need to work together to solve this, not to not work apart. You know, and he blamed me again for, you know, I don't know, not being affectionate enough and blah, blah. I recognize that that's something I sometimes struggle with, so I I try to be more um, conscious of that and, and, you know, make more moments of contact and so on. But then he, a little while later, was like, no, we need to be apart, I need to work on my mental health, blah, 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 blah. That was him. And I could identify with this somewhat, I still didn't quite understand. But I, I knew he had been struggling. So um, I consented. But s several weeks before I, I actually moved out, I realized I still wasn't clear on the why and on the what he was asking. Because uh, I had been going to counseling at this point because uh, I was quite distraught. So I, made, I sat him down and made him tell me and and I'll tell you that he told me at least three times the the technical why of why he wanted to separate it still doesn't make sense to me and I can't repeat it to you so that's kind of maybe a clue additionally he had said a separation I it was the way he was saying it so I said, so you need to tell me, is there ever a chance of us getting back together? And that's when he said no. And that's the point when I realized I needed to stop fighting for something that wasn't going to be reciprocated. Uh, it's not that easy, right? But that's that's when it, it, it clicked in, like, no, this is really real, this is it. So I consented to move out. He was originally going to, claiming he was going to move out, but I said, no, I'm going to move back with my parents. You keep the house. You keep the debt. You keep everything. I want out of everything. I just wanted to be cleansed of my old life, except my son, of course, because that's the most important part of it all. A couple months went by. I actually felt a bit of sympathy for him and I gave him you know a, a lot of kindness and maybe other things went back to him a couple times and then I found out he was going out with this woman he worked with this woman who I thought he had been awfully close to but I'd been working really hard on my jealousy issues this woman he spent a lot of time with also a woman he'd been pushing me to be friends with. And finally a woman who divorced her husband at the same time that mine asked me for a divorce. So, I mean the writing's on the wall, right? 
they still both deny it, that that wasn't the intent, that that wasn't what they set out to do this entire time, but everybody knows they're full of shit. They've moved in together. And I guess, like, that's when I stopped believing in love. And just, it's been over a year now. And I'm, I'm still shattered because I don't understand what I did to deserve this. And actually, I know I didn't do anything to deserve this, but it's just the realization of all those years I wasted. I hope my illustration was adequate for my 10-word story and helped you understand the situation well. And this will be why you'll see a lot of up and down in my daily podcasts. It depends how my day is gone. I mean, I struggle with depression and anxiety anyway. And then things will trigger these terrible episodes. Yikes, MJ. Settle down. Nobody asked for your life story. Well, I mean, I know nobody asked for my life story, but that's why I'm doing this podcast, because people can just be like, I didn't listen to this lady ramble on about her bullshit broken heart. Like, whoa. And any audience members, you're a lovely little bonus. That wasn't my original intent with with my podcast. So, um, you know, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you know, that's cool. I'm doing this for me. Check me out on Twitter at 50 Geeks Freed. 